the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast and it's officially Super Bowl 56 week. And I am in uh, sunny SoCal right now. Uh, I am certainly relishing the 80-degree temperatures and the brilliant sunshine. It is pure perfection, and I have made all of my Midwestern family and friends extraordinarily jealous, uh, sending pictures of the sunrise this morning over Marina Del Rey. Uh, Yeah, it's an extended middle finger there, Joe, direction. But, Lundy, I can't wait for you to get out here, and I can't wait for this game to kick off. And there is a super special prop that I like right now. Uh, This one available at BetMGM, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this. Head-to-head battle in rush yards. Cam Akers versus Joe Mixon. Mixon juice right now uh, at minus 130, and Cam Akers at plus 100. And honestly, I want to get seduced uh, by the juice here with Akers. Uh, he's had two more rush attempts in the postseason compared to Mixon. Uh, Cam has gone 55, 48, and 48 in three games uh, here in the playoffs. Uh, Mixon, meanwhile, 48, 54, and 88 yards. On the ground, you know, comparable when it comes to missed tackle rates and yards after contact per attempt. But the kicker here for me is just purely the matchup. And I think this game is going to be nip and tuck. I think it's going to be hotly contested. So you're not going to get a lopsided affair. And when you, you know, compare the two defenses, Cincinnati's given up 127.3 rush yards per game. Meanwhile, the Rammies given up just 54 rush yards per game and only 3.1 yards per carry compared to over five yards per carry allowed by the Bengals front. So purely based on matchup alone, Lundy, with guys with similar skill sets and volumes and workloads, I think Cam Akers at plus 100 is a great value. Do you disagree? Yes, I do, actually. But that's really? because, uh, yeah, actually, uh, I featured this prop on uh, my television show last week when oh, it first posted nice. um, and uh, actually got it when uh, Mixon was at a minus 120 instead of the minus 130 that the juice sits at right now. So I felt a little bit more comfortable with that. But I am going to disagree because, Brad, you've always got this. Um, there's there's an elephant in the room, Brad, um, and, and it's a it's one of those big pink ones with polka dots uh, that you and I usually see after we've had too much tequila. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And and that elephant in the room is, hey, Cam, hold on to the damn ball. Yeah, that's um, true. And and I'm going to throw that out there only because if that happens, this is such a massive game. Does that mean that we wind up seeing a little bit more of that committee? Uh, and that's the reason why I'm going to allow myself to get seduced by the juice on the uh, not get seduced by the juice, I should say, is because I am concerned because when it comes to the Bengals, I mean, Brad, it's kind of like Joe Mixon and then uh, crickets, right? But the Rams have some options um, if anything goes south. And so I'm going to stick with Joe Mixon. That was my pick last week uh, in this head-to-head. Um, but you're right, by the way. Folks that haven't gone and looked, BetMGM has a bunch of these really cool head-to-heads. They're fun. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, listen, you can go to whether it's in BetMGM or any of the number of sports books. I mean, there are hundreds, hundreds of player props in some of these matchups. So definitely dissect and hopefully make some dollars. With that, on this Manic Monday edition, let's get to it with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, let's do a little alley-oop and hopefully flush it home here with Scotty Barnes in the NBA. Give me the over on 7.5 rebounds against the Charlotte Hornets, minus 115 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, This is a popular theme on the podcast, is picking on the Hornets who simply do not pack any kind of sting defensively and sealing off the glass. The 
one of the most generous uh, rebounding teams in the NBA. In fact, they've allowed the second most opponent rebounds per game of 56.1 in the association this season. Scotty Barnes has been over this in four of his last five games uh, and averaging 8.7 rebounds per game in his last three. So let's head into Jurassic Park. And uh, we're going to saddle up old Barnes here. I think he's going to really dig his claws in the Hornets. So fade or follow the rookie out of Florida State on the over. Seven and a half rebounds in Charlotte. Minus 115 at DraftKings Sportsbook. This one I like a lot. Good, nice, I, I think really kind of nice, safe number, especially based on it what is. he's done lately. Um, I, I'm actually kind of surprised. Sat down to get ready to do the pod with you uh, where it's a lot colder where I am. So stop rubbing my nose <laughs> in it until I get there, okay? 80 um, degrees in sunny Lundy. Suck on that. Yeah, I know. But you're also like up against the wall. Like, are you are you checking in on your yacht that's parked there at Marina Del Rey? Uh, yeah, it's right next to Jerry's, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's slightly smaller, but it, it's parked right there in Marina Brad's Del Rey. Is the, Brad's is the dinghy that is just full of <laughs> empty bottles. It's Yeah, I went to uh, you know Bass Pro Shops. I picked up one of those uh, blow-up boats, uh, and that's it. And it's you know touching Jerry's uh, until they fire you know probably a bullet or two in it. It'll deflate, yeah. and that'll be the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Mine would be one of those inflatable kayaks. Uh, that's what that's what mine would be. Just a just a single person. Uh, anyway, going back to the stat line, I, this is actually lower than I would have expected. I, I I would have thought just based on some of the performance lately, you might have seen maybe at eight and a half, but then maybe slightly juiced to the under. Uh, so I'll take this seven and a half. I think this is solid. I think he can do it. And like you said, we've been picking on the Hornets, and it's been a payday. Bank. On Scotty Barnes. Number four. All right, sticking in the NBA, another player prop that I like here on this Monday. Let's go to the New York Knicks, shall we? And I'm going to apply the old fade on Julius Randle. I'm going to take the under on 14 and a half combined rebounds plus assists. Now, this has gotten juiced up on the under at minus 130 at DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, but still not lopsided enough for me to be deterred in any way, shape, or form. Uh, taking on the Utah Jazz uh, on the road. Now, no Rudy Gobert. He is still out due to the calf injury but you look at the recency here with Julius Randle and he's been nowhere close he has been under on this proposed 14 and a half total in nine straight contests nine times he has gone under and all consecutively now he had 15 combined and the only prior matchup against the Jazz on 117 uh, that was also without Rudy Gobert and he had Hassan Whiteside in the interior who uh, has been playing a little bit better uh, here of late compared to, again, that earlier matchup back in mid-January. So, again, I'm going to follow the recent trend here. I, I, I think this number is just too high. If it was at maybe 12 and a half, that might suck me in on the over. But I think that extra couple of ticks in the box score will not occur in Randall Tucks under. So, fade or follow Julius Randall under 14 and a half rebounds plus assists minus 130 at DraftKings against the Jazz. Uh, I'm actually going to fade on this one, Brad, oh, um, and it's because of the lack of Gobert. Um, I, I really think that makes uh, I really think that winds up making a difference um, in this one. And I, and I do agree. If you go and you look at his game log over the last, you know, 10, 12 games or so, you got plenty of reasons to want to fade him. But I mean, Utah is just a, a different squad defensively without Gobert. And I know that seems like a pretty obvious statement, but it translates, I think, into the box score. So I, I'm actually going to fade you. I'm going to take the over on this one because until Gobert gets back, Utah's in trouble. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, he's one of the ultimate Wren protectors. Uh, hopefully, the Frenchman will be back in uniform soon. Number three. 
All right, let's go to the world of college basketball. And uh, I got this number, Lundy, when it opened at 14.5. It is down to 13.5. Hell, I've seen it as low as 12 at some of the books today. But uh, I'm still riding the Sun Devils of Arizona State. I don't know why, uh, but I am. Uh, at the 13.5. At 12, I wouldn't touch it. But if you can find it at that 13.5 number, jump all over it. In a rivalry matchup and a rematch of a game played just a couple of weeks ago against Arizona. I don't know what's gotten into the Sun Devils, uh, but this is a team that maybe is starting to play with vim and vigor to protect their head coach's job because Bobby Hurley, uh, his buns are searing right now on the hot seat. But Arizona State, over the last three games, has played some inspired ball. They lost, uh, did ASU, uh, to Arizona by 11 uh, last time out. Uh, they lost to USC by five. And then in that triple OT thriller, they knocked off UCLA by three points. Uh, why? Well, they're starting to play some defense, which was absent for much of the season. They've only allowed 0.95 points per possession over the last three games. And they've been splashing early and often from outside. 22 total made triples over this three-game stretch. A lot of Heath, a lot of Horn, uh, splashing it through the cylinder. So, again, at 13-and-a-half, I'm playing it at 12. I would have hands off unless you want to alt-line it. I got it at 14-and-a-half. I like Arizona State tonight plus the points. Again, in a rivalry game, and they're at home. And uh, the curtain of distraction will be high entertainment value alone for you to watch this game. So, Luddy, fade or follow, ASU. Let's stick with 13 and a half, which you can get right now at BetMGM at minus 110. I'm good with the 13 and a half, but I'm right there with you that if this thing creeps down, folks, by the time you're listening to the pod, um, consider an alt line or find something else to bet on. Uh, because <clears throat> I do think that as we start to get closer to that 12 mark, I start to get a little bit nervous. But you're right. Whatever, whatever's gotten into ASU, uh, whether they are trying to protect their coach or, uh, you know, maybe they, 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 they've started to drink more coffee. I, I don't know. Something <laughs> has gotten into them, though, um, in terms of how they've been performing. Because for a while, the, uh, you know, fade the Sun Devils was in full effect, just like it was for the Charlotte Hornets earlier in the pod. Yeah. Um, but now they are performing better. But I, I will say I start to get nervous the closer that number gets to 12 so if it gets there folks either alt line it put it together with another game uh, and get yourself a two-legger um, so that you're into plus territory or just stay away completely because i do think if it gets down to that level then i start to uh I, i'm starting to feel the fire a little bit shall we say. oh yes yeah, so that certainly applies the old sun devils forks up get the cover again asu Stay tuned for my top picks in the world of college basketball plus bonus time in the NBA, NHL, and hell, why not? More college hoops. Number two. All right, Lundy, let's get after it. Let's go to the ACC, the downtrodden ACC that may only get like three or four bids max uh, come selection Sunday. But the Dukies, baby, with a capital D. Slam, bam, jam. Uh, I'm getting it done. Uh, an impressive win over the weekend, clobbering their arch nemesis in North Carolina. Uh, I don't know if you heard this narrative. Did you know it's Coach K's last season? I, oh, I, I, I was totally uh, – I was not made aware of that, <laughs> and I cannot believe that I haven't heard or seen that somewhere yet. Brad, where did you get this information? I, I, How do you have this inside info? A certain four-letter network has been jamming it down our damn throats, oh, and I'm sick of hearing about oh, it. Oh, right, right. That, that Coach K. Okay, yeah, yes. I've heard of him. 
I've heard of him. Yeah, uh, just retire already. That's not Larry Kristoviak, who is already exited uh, the Board of College Basketball Coaching for Utah standout. But anyway, uh, I do like Duke, and I'm going to take the over on the 69, nice, uh, and a half team total against Virginia inside uh, Cameron Indoor, minus 120. At FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, you might say to yourself, really, against Virginia? Well, Virginia's M.O. is defense, Evans. Not so much this season. Uh, They have uh, unraveled, so to speak, as uh, the Tony Bennett-led Cavaliers uh, certainly give it away on D. Number eight in the ACC and adjusted defensive efficiency, and number 10, an effective field goal percentage D in conference action. You look at Duke. uh, They have been over this 69-and-a-half a line and nine of 11 ACC matchups. And if Keels can come out and fire from outside, much like he did against North Carolina, he was three or four from downtown in that game. Uh, I think they're going to be well into the 70s because Virginia's three-point percentage defense is lousy. They're giving up over 37% in ACC play from outside. So Lundy, uh, fade or follow Paolo Bancaro and his Duke Blue Devils on the over is what I'm taking. 69 and a half team total against the Cavs, minus 120 at FanDuel. Yeah, I'm comfortable with this one. I like these team totals lately. Uh, you know, the, some of the conference games have been, I mean, they've been exciting. Gosh, there's been some fun basketball the last week and a half. Uh, but in this particular case, yeah, I like this team total one. Solid game to be able to follow. Look for Duke to be able to fill the hoop. And I like that we're sitting there at 69 dice and a half. Dunk with Duke on the over. Number one. All right, last but not least, again, I, I don't want to get Lundy in trouble before he leaves. Uh, yeah, I saw this on the script, and you can F off. Because <laughs> I'm about to leave. Brad, I'm about to leave the house. I'm going to be there in SoCal with you for Radio Row and all the festivities and all that kind of stuff for the next few days. And you're making me leave the house on a bad note. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you're going to be you know, speaking sweet nothings in your wife. So you're over the phone. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, girl. I didn't mean to follow Brad on this selection. And I know what you're going to do. You're going to fade me. But I do like Texas tonight, plus one and a half. Uh, for those people that may be unaware, uh, Lundy's wife is a diehard Kansas Jayhawks fan. And this is a big game for Kansas. Uh, you know, bouncing back, storming back with a vengeance uh, over the weekend as they smashed the Baylor Bears. Can they continue to ride the hot streak and have the upper hand in the Big 12? I think they're going to get nipped tonight uh, in Austin. Uh, And the biggest reason why, you look at Texas, they're playing outstanding defense. That's a calling card of Chris Beard. Um, You know, whether his days at Texas Tech on his back uh, to his days at Little Rock, uh, they can really flex, I think, on the glass. And and that is one of the strengths of this Kansas offense is generating a second chance opportunity, which they've done uh, 37% of their possessions in Big 12 action. So, Trey Mitchell and Timmy Allen and Christian Bishop, they got to wax that glass if Texas wants to pull off the minor upset here. And also, really splash them outside. You know, Marcus Carr has been a roller coaster ride this season, the transfer from Minnesota. Uh, if those three pointers are draining, uh, which they can certainly do, and they've been doing it at about a 35% clip in Big 12 action, and they force a lot of turnovers, which again, Texas and that pressure defense, which Chris Beard always has schematically, they force a ton of self inflicted wounds of the opposition, as on this season, opponents have logged a 25% turnover percentage so get some of those sprint outs uh based on the miscues and easy baskets uh you know perform adequately from outside and at least try to match 
board for board and limit David McCormack and company from getting those second chance opportunities. Christian Brown as well, who's been brilliant inside getting a lot of those second chances. And I think Texas wins this sucker in a resume building game, which they could really use teetering right now on that 6-7 line. They get this one in the books. You could be looking at maybe a five seed trending in that direction come Selection Sunday. So, Lundy, go ahead and fade me, but I'm taking Texas plus one and a half against Kansas, minus 110 at MGM. I'll fade you. I'll fade you. I'll fade <laughs> Shocker. you for the wife. I'll fade you for the wife. I'll fade you because I also think people think there's going to be some kind of a letdown for Kansas after, you know, blowing no, Baylor's no. doors no. off. And that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen with this team, especially not turning around and having, you know, okay, great. You get to beat up on Baylor. Now you got to deal with Chris Beard and his team. But I'll also throw this out there for you, Brad. Last 16 times these teams have played, the road team has covered 12 of them. Wow. No kidding. 12. Three and one ATS in the last 16. Now, again, I I always throw this out there. I get it. You got churn and burn with these with these kids coming and going from college hoops. And so sometimes if you try to look at a trend that goes too far back, um, you kind of have to you you go, okay, well, wait a minute. It's not the same players. I get that. But there is something about these two teams when they play that the road team gets up for it. Some of that could be the Longhorns traveling to Allen Fieldhouse, knowing how hard it is to play there. Maybe they come with a little bit of extra energy. I think Kansas knows that about the Irwin Center in Austin as well. I, I, I think Kansas winds up winning this thing, Brad. I think it's going to be a super close game. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Probably low scoring, too. I mean, if you want to look at some of the team totals, yes. like Kansas came out, uh, I think, at like 70 and a half. I would be on the under on that. I mean, it will be in the low 60s, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I would expect something to be in, in the 60s range. I could see a final, Brad, that's like 66 to 62, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all for that. Remember, when, uh, when, when Kansas beat Iowa State on the road, they only scored 70. Um, so, you know, this Kansas team is certainly capable of scoring, but that defense that you talked about that Chris Beard and his squad um, are, are going to implement, I think it will keep the total suppressed. So if you want to stay away from the line with this one, I think Brad's on to something and looking at the team total uh, and taking the under. But in general, on the spread, I think this is going to be a Kansas win by four. That's what I'm calling. So I'm going to take Kansas. I'll lay the one and a half. Uh, and I'll also keep myself from being in trouble when I leave the house this afternoon. <laughs> smart man, Lundy. Smart man. Yes. If you want the money line and get it right now, best odds that I've seen, I think it's at FanDuel plus 104. So, it, you, you know, if you don't want the point and a half, uh, I think it's going to be a last possession kind of game. And Captain Yar could come into your favor. But taking him straight up, also a fine wager to make oh we've got additional fine and dandy wagers to make here Lundy. it's bonus time and the nhl is back what do you got yeah i got a couple hockey picks for you also got some more college basketball for you just because uh you know over the weekend i didn't have any hockey to bet on other than the skills competition which if you listened to this pod i gave you guys an eight to one payday oh uh, on friday son of a bitch uh which i also heard from folks uh on fanduel that actually got it at 10 to one oh congratulations better nice uh on uh uh, on that one all right uh some hockey there's only two games tonight but they are back uh into action remember this was supposed to be the olympic break they didn't go to the olympics and they're using this opportunity for all these makeup games that happened around the holidays during the covid break so uh two games on the schedule tonight uh new jersey is taking on ottawa Folks, uh, I really like Ottawa in this one, but you're going to have to watch what happens after morning skate, and here's why. New Jersey is without Jack Hughes. He came back from the All-Star festivities and tested positive. Mm. So he is not able to play. But here's the kicker. Brad, this is like a damn soap opera. Um, Ottawa 
Um, again, I like Ottawa in this game. However, we need to watch the status of Brady Kachuk. Why? Because Kachuk is one of Hughes's best friends, and they were both oh, in no. Vegas together. Huh. Okay? So we need to make sure that they weren't hanging out at the bar doing some shots or whatever. Were they and sharing that, beverages? Well, Hey, man, we'll, you want to try my beer? Yeah. You gotta try this, man. This is a great IPA. Um, you gotta. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I want to see what happens after morning morning skate. As long as Kachuk tests negative and is gonna play, then I'm going with Ottawa on the money line with this one. But I I just had to throw that out there because it's the ultimate soap opera as to what might happen when the when they take the ice uh, to be able to warm up for uh, for tonight's game. And then this is kind of a fun one, Brad. I'm actually gonna do a same gamer for you mm. here. Okay. Um, and it's per- relatively simple. Carolina is taking on Toronto. They are north of the border to face the Maple Leafs. And if you do a same gamer, I'm going to take Carolina plus one and a half on the puck line. And then I'm going to take total goals over at five and a half. And that gives me a nice plus 150. I think Carolina might win this straight up. But at the very least, I expect them to keep it close. So I'll take the plus one and a half and I'll take the over on the five and a half goals. You put those two together in a same game. You got a plus 150. And Brad, speaking of the north, uh, maybe I'm getting seduced by the fact that I'm finally um, getting around to watching Yellowstone. Um, I finally have been sucked into Uh, watching Yellowstone. I'm going to start it as soon as I get through, I don't know, probably the college basketball season. Come April, I will be binging like all three seasons whatever it is that's that's what uh that's what the wife and i are doing she's actually kind of pissed that i'm leaving town because <laughs> we can't watch Dude, she's it she's got to be sneaking episodes oh, you know yeah, that's gonna I, happen absolutely so brad let's take uh the montana grizzlies who will be yes! at home tonight against southern utah Love and it. i am going to take the grizz in this one uh this is um, they've they the Grizzlies have lost to Southern Utah three straight, um, but one of them was an OT game, and then they lost both of last year's. But because of the scheduling and all the funkiness and everything with COVID, both of those games last year were at Southern Utah. This year, uh, SUU Southern Utah University SUU is only one and six ATS on the road. So I'm going to roll with Montana at home uh, and a little hat tip uh, to uh, John Dutton and the folks at, uh, at the ranch. All right. Love it. Uh, I have no idea who John Dutton is, but I'm looking forward you'll, to learning you'll more learn. about him. You'll learn. You'll learn. Just keep watching. All right. Uh, and I'm going to keep playing here on this Monday edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Let's go to the NBA. Get it out of the way. I just continue to fade Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, he's been lousy, and that's why, you know, we've heard he's at odds right now with Bradley Beal, and he could be on his way out uh, come the trade deadline. I'm going to take the under on 13.5 points against Miami, minus 104. He's been under this in seven of his last nine, and in his last three games, Lundy, uh, he couldn't spit in the ocean from, like, five feet out. He's shooting 23.3% for the floor. Yikes. Uh, now you're going up against the Heat. Yeah, he lit him up uh, for 24 way back in December, but... Uh, it's hard times, tough times for him right now. The Heat, number six in the NBA and adjusted defensive efficiency. Back to the world of college basketball. Holy shit! I'm betting on Holy Cross. Plus 17 and a half against Colgate on the road. Uh, the Cross, the Crusaders all of a sudden have gotten hot. They have won three straight games, and over that three-game stretch, uh, they're netting 1.066 points per possession and shooting 42.5% from three. Now, Colgate, uh, in Patriot League action, is number one in effective field goal percentage offense and defense, uh, but their outside defense has been lackluster, giving up 34.1%. So, Kyrell Luke 
uh, hopefully will deliver the kaboom here. He shoots over 40% from three. I think Holy Cross will be competitive, 17.5, just too many points there. And he mentioned Montana. Let me just throw a, a BS3 leg around at you of Moneyline action in college basketball. Montana's one of those legs for all the reasons that you mentioned. They're 10-0 at home as well. Uh, I'm going to match that with Hofstra, the artist formerly known as the Flying Dutchman, because they have a guy named Darlington Dubar. Uh, that is a phenomenal oh, name. That uh, is spectacular. It is. Uh, shooting 58.2% inside the arc. Uh, just name alone. I think they're going to handle UNC Wilmington at home. And then the last leg, give me the Drexel Dragons, who are breathing fire in Colonial Action, shooting 42% along the arc. They're taking on James Madison, who's one of the worst three-point percentage Ds, not only in that league, but in the country. All three of those legs hit. You need a plus 260 right now. On Drexel, Hofstra, and Montana went straight up at BetMGM. And there you go. That is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.